0: Being future ready, it's a powerful feeling. Like getting nothing but green lights on the Friday commute home. Now we're moving. Feel powerful about your future. Talk to a financial broker about a pension powered by Zurich. Or visit zurich.ie. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.
1: If you have a free travel card, did you know that you can use it on Expressway coach services all across Ireland? Travel from Cork City to Sligo Town, catch a flight from Dublin Airport or visit the home of the Titanic. Adventure awaits! And with reclining leather seats and free Wi-Fi, getting there is half the fun. Where will you go? Hop on board or visit expressway.ie Mike
0: Murphy here, welcoming you to the first Senior Times series of podcasts. Over the course of the next months, it'll be my pleasure to interview and chat to some of Ireland's most prominent and interesting people. We'll also be hearing from experts on pensions, health, financial planning and mindfulness. Thanks to our sponsors, Zurich, Expressway, Doro and the Sports Surgery Clinic. Let me introduce you on our podcast to a gentleman called Ray Moran. Now, let me explain a little bit about who Ray Moran is, although he'd be far better off doing it himself, and I will ask him a few questions in a few moments. Ray is an orthopaedic surgeon. Uh, he is the founder and one of the owners of the uh, sports surgery clinic in Santry in Dublin, and he founded that a number of years ago. Now, okay, that's that's it. So, in other words, he does all kinds of stuff, which we'll find out about in a moment, he is also Kevin Moran's brother, and Kevin Moran, as any of you old enough to, will to remember will know, one of the great footballers uh, in Irish sports history, soccer player, uh, uh, Irish international, Manchester United star, and also an, an All-Ireland medal winner with Dublin many years back. But um, And I'm not sure that Ray wants to hear once again, oh, he's
1: Kevin Moran's brother, do you? I never had a problem with it. <laughs> Did you have a problem with it? Yeah, no. It's uh, first of all we got on very well together. Uh, uh, What's the age difference? Two, two years. Two years. Yeah, I'm a senior, thank God, by two years. Yeah. And called a shot. So okay. I'm were a you a good two. footballer yourself? No, your time. no, I wasn't. And um, I remember when we were kids. Um, You you know, you're two years older, I'm early teens, he's that bit younger, and you can sort of see, very irritating, you know, you can see this guy is a little bit of talent that you don't really want to He's got the bazaars. He's got a, we used to have a, we lived in Rialto, we had this kind of small little garden, kind of a little spot of green, my dad loved this bit of green, six boys, and he hadn't a hope. Six boys? Six boys, two girls, there was eight of us in the family, and, uh, but... We used to play with the ball at the front. My dad got bananas because he just wanted this piece of green to be green, okay, in relationship to it. But we had a heading competition, so uh, you get the goal and you stand in front of the bush. And uh, I always remember the ball would be coming in, and Kevin just when he headed it, he just bang! It was like it was kicked <laughs> at full force, you know. And uh, then you started of, no, Kevin, you didn't do that properly. You, know, you moved too early for the ball and all the rest were... Right? Because it was be a competition to see who would win <laughs> yeah. it between the brothers. Like, Kevin always won it, of course. I mean, so you kind of recognise he was good, for sure, in relation to it. You didn't want to admit it to yourself. <laughs> but uh, that was early early days with regards to Kevin. No, it was always always close to, to each other. So when I started in practice then, um, I remember uh, you would have been Kevin's brother. So even when I started as a consultant... Um, uh, I remember doing rounds in Beaumont uh, and, you know, you'd have a kind of crew with you going around and this young fellow about fifty. and people saying, Mr Moore and this, Mr Moore and that, and then the, this young fella was in the bed and says, uh, Hey Ray, how's it going? You know? I said, oh, hello there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, talking to me. And I um, said, how's Kev? How's you know? Kev? <laughs> how's Kev? So it was this kind of, uh, was, I've never been looking at the team, but, oh my God. Just in do, passing, you know, and you talk about heading the ball, I always
0: remember about Kevin, seeing him play, um, he would put his head where no
1: man should dare put their head. There was a bit of truth in that, I mean, yeah, he yeah. On, And he was yeah, always getting
0: yeah. bandages on his yeah, head yeah, and cuts. But
1: they always look worse than they were, you know what I mean? I mean, I they, they come off your bloodstream and it, I mean, it was kind of... Uh, yeah, okay, charred, I'm,
0: your, I'm going to talk a little
1: bit about your, your worse, family. They were stitched a couple of, you know, you can be back a week later, you know what I mean? Sure.
0: <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about
1: that a little, a little bit little. later, but
0: I tell you what I'm very interested in. You're being involved in our little podcast here, OK? You're, as I was mentioning, you're the sports surgery clinic in Santry. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you I, I'm assuming the reason that it interests you, what we're doing in our podcast, is that although you are a sports surgery clinic you also treat people who are not involved in sports in another word other fellas like me let me put it like that is i presume that's why it's of interest to you that you're not you're not
1: concentrating solely on athletes yeah very much so i mean i think you know what we what do we do in sports surgery clinic It's basically in many ways you're treating People who are fit, active, healthy, but have a part problem, if you know what I mean. They may have a bad hip, they may have a bad knee, they may have a bad shoulder, they may have a bad back. Are you talking about athletes? No, see, it depends how you define an athlete. I mean, we, we... in sports surgery clinic we do deal with a lot of kind of elite players, be it Gaelic players, rugby players, whatever the case may be. But they're they're a relatively small number compared to what you'd actually be doing overall. I mean, if you look at the sports surgery clinic, there's five hundred employees in the place, okay? I mean it's a big, big You undertake. have you five hundred employees? Five hundred employees. Okay? Wow. Okay. There's three hundred and fifty directly employed and one hundred and fifty indirectly employed. So it's a big, big undertaking, far bigger than just a, an elite end of sports. So Very so, impressive building, by the way. I gather
0: you're going for an extension.
1: Yeah, we're, we're adding on a bit in terms of operating space and uh, some extra beds at the moment.
0: Have you got operating theatres in the clinic?
1: Very much so. I mean, the, our core business is doing the likes of uh, hip replacement, joint replacement, knee replacement, spinal surgery, shoulder surgery. That's the core of what we do. Pain we're management, doing. I presume. It's Pain management too. as well. And it gets back, to, uh, Mike, to what you're talking about in terms of how you define an athlete. I mean, an athlete to me nowadays is, you've got the elite end of athletes, that's a tiny percentage of the Okay, If you get through life, everybody's far more aware now of fitness, of activity. People now, for example, retiring are much more active in retirement than they ever were before. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the time you're exposing musculoskeletal problems, joint, muscle, etc., etc., by increased activity later in life now. So that's been a sea change over probably one generation. People are doing more walking, more, yeah. more golf, more whatever the case may be. So is it an athlete if you're 70 years of age and you play golf and you find you can't get around to the second nine because your knee is at you? Of course you are. Yeah. So it's a question of, yeah, one of the reasons I want to do the podcast is to broaden that definition to make people aware of the fact that that is what we do. The vast majority of people in the clinic that we cater for are middle-aged or more who want to stay fit and active. That's basically the group. We also do the sporting end of it. Of course we do. Yeah. In relationship to... I mean, our sports... Uh, medicine department is a really big department it's got six consultant sports specialists working right. there but it's still relative to we've got 30 orthopaedic surgeons working in the place for example but
0: so. if I okay say you're talking about people like my age yeah, sure so yeah. kind of the elderly old whatever oh, you, you want not go, to call that, her. Her. Well, go no. that far no. <laughs> no, right? well <laughs> you'd be polite that's only because you'd be polite but suppose yeah hip so my hip uh, I'm having problems with my hip I'm having problem with my knees there was a time when the knee surgery was a major thing. It was difficult, very hard. Now it's not as difficult to cope with from your point of view. Yeah, I I mean,
1: uh, yeah, things have moved on. I mean, one of the biggest things is actually not so much technology, but kind of what you might call attitude. Nowadays, when you're doing, like, like joint and joint replacements, uh, one of the big things is that... The patient is actually thinking in that kind of athletic mode so we spend a lot of time getting them fit and active beforehand okay beforehand beforehand yes what you really want is good quality muscle people in good condition they are the ones that will do best out of that kind of operation so they're fittest then after surgery to get up and get moving as quickly yeah, as possible yeah but
0: what about when you're not i mean if you're if you're kind of
1: you kind of straddle it a bit. I mean, the, the reason they're having it done in the first place is because it's holding them back. I appreciate yeah. that. But, for example, you can work out in the gym, for example, and do a lot of exercise cross-trainer and a, yeah. a bicycle, which is essentially non-weight-bearing. That can get you very fit yeah. without doing the impact activity that may cause the pain. So you're trying to do the balance. You okay, want to get back to yeah. your walks. You want to get back to your golf. But we want yeah. to get you fit enough so you get the benefit of the procedure
0: but the people who are not fit and are not going to the gym and are not doing that and they still my, let's say my hips are giving me problems if I go and I'm not fit now I do a bit of walking right now and, yeah, sure. and, and golf and all that but do I go to you and do you say well, well I'll get you fit before you have the operation yeah
1: I mean to be honest with you you really want to encourage fitness absolutely I mean you get the best value I mean there can be no downside to that Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, activity is usually the thing that will bring up symptoms in terms of pain or discomfort or whatever the case yeah. may be if people are not doing things they're less likely to be but okay. most people know this frankly the vast majority of patients I would see with these kind of conditions are active people who want to stay active sounds okay. like a slogan but it's But, actually, it's but the
0: despite the fact that you're called a sports surgery clinic you are encouraging people who might have problems with hips elbows knees ankles totally it's really the skeleton it's, 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 it's effectively the full, it's the yeah, skeleton it's you deal with is absolutely, that correct absolutely. I mean, and you're and and anybody can go along. Now, look. Can I just? I'm sorry to be rattling off things. No, actually? But in terms of uh, what about uh, one costs, two recovery time? Are they expensive?
1: But, say, I uh, say a knee. Say, I've, I've got gammy knees and I'm having a knee replaced. Frankly, it's a it's a private institution in the sense that it's um, it does a certain amount of work. If it's NTPF and that goes tender for etc etc to government work, always more than happy to be part of that process. But most patients who come to the clinic have insur- health insurance, be it through VHI. And or does or the health sh- insurance cover it, it? Oh, yeah, it does. It yeah, covers I mean, it, OK. It covers it no differently it covers it at any other OK, so in other patient. words, it would be your... Uh, your VHI layer or, or, or plans, VHI yeah. or Correct, exactly. whoever it
0: is. Exactly. It certainly
1: okay. isn't pitched at a level that's outside of the range okay. or whatever, so...
0: Recovery yeah. time, supposing I get a hip replaced, what's the recovery time?
1: Yeah, again, it, it, it's... Um, it, Hips probably a little faster than knees, but usually a couple of days for a hip and maybe a few a few extra. It could be three, four days for a hip, maybe a little bit less for the ones that are doing very well. And it's it almost days, days. Yeah, in terms of in patient stay, okay, in, in patient stay. Okay, part okay, of it, in then... the day after the likes of a hip, a hip or a knee replacement. The day after surgery, even something the day off surgery, patients are getting up and mobilising. It's it's far more now. Somebody made the analogy to me, which I thought was interesting. Um, If you had a big operation like that, and you're put in a bed afterwards, and you're not moved, and you don't move through till the following day, it's like the equivalent of being put on an aeroplane and flown to Melbourne. You know, you're doing nothing for whatever period of time. It's it's not good for the system. You wouldn't dream of putting them in an airplane on those services. And it's a valid thing. You want movement as quickly as possible, which feeds back to the original point about if you're fit and active, you're able to do that earlier, again, in relationship to it. I think the other point as well, a lot more of this kind of work is what you might call in the 60s, maybe sometimes in the 50s, 70s. It's not all older patients now. You don't leave it as long now to get the benefit. of Once upon a time you say, oh, you're a bit young, you better come back because we didn't know what the follow throughs were. For a knee replacement now, you can safely say the 20 or 30 year follow ups are excellent.
0: It's a powerful feeling. Like pedalling to the top of the hill and knowing that now it's just freewheeling all the way to your front door. Whee! Feel powerful about your future. Talk to a financial broker about a pension powered by Zurich or visit zurich.ie Zurich Life Assurance PLC
1: is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. If you have a free travel card, did you know that you can use it on Expressway coach services all across Ireland? Travel from Cork City to Sligo Town, catch a flight from Dublin Airport, or visit the home of the Titanic. Adventure awaits! And with reclining leather seats and free Wi-Fi, getting there is half the fun. Where will you go? Hop on board or visit expressway.ie.
0: Answer me this. I often think, seeing all these people pounding the pavement, so to speak, they're out running their training, and I often think you're going to have problems with your ankles
1: or your knees in later years. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you're right in a a way, but I mean, we can make the the case that any further sporting or impact activity uh, can bring problems, okay? For runners, it's uh, largely non-rotational, so it is a bit attritional. So sure enough, in runners, you may impact more on knees and hips and ankles than would be the case otherwise. But in other sports, for example, field sports, there's a lot more rotation involved. So that brings out a whole different set of problems in terms of cartilage or meniscal damage. Ligament damage, for example, you won't do any of those things in running. So yeah. your sport is your sport. I mean, there's yeah. ups- upsides and downsides. To- when you say rotational problems, what you mean is sudden turns, sudden right turn, or track,
0: like, Rugby yeah. players would be d- most um, field game players. You've got w-
1: would just across the board, field
0: just games. literally a quick turn and suddenly, and you see a guy going down holding his, and it could be his ACL. I know nothing about no, ACL, no, sure, yeah, yeah, and sure. I don't want to. Uh, but you'd You're, see a guy in agony, yeah, and they
1: say, yeah. "Oh my God, his ACL is gone," or something just, like that. Exactly, and uh, it doesn't take. A, uh, massive and it could be do. just a
0: movement yeah that's highly okay.
1: unlikely in a runner
0: alright yeah. can we move on to your personal life <laughs> uh, there, are there any little skeletons Ray, that you'd rather didn't emerge or are you happy um, enough to discuss um, this cut um, cut <laughs> no <laughs> ok no look no. I'll tell you what you no. and uh, Kevin you and Kevin you uh, I think it's a remarkable achievements in both your cases I know nothing about your other six siblings <laughs> yeah, sure, but yeah. in terms of yourself and Kevin as you mentioned there you, you you lived in Rialto. Your mother, I, or a mother and father, I'm not too sure, had a shop in the Liberties that's right, in Leedsfield. Street, Street. Yeah, Isn't that's that correct. right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. did you guys? I mean, she she seems to have been a hell of a dynamo of a woman.
1: Am I right? Totally right. Yeah, Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was amazing. She worked every day of every every day of every day. You know, she never took holidays. Just work, work, work. What did right, she, she open herself. the shop herself? She opened the shop herself. She'd do the meals. She'd do them early morning. She, you know, she'd be there to close the shop. Even when she was having kids, it was down the Coom, which of course is the old Coom, which is the end of the road for most of us, not the younger ones. I mean, she'd be on for a day or two, and then she'd be back in the shop. I mean, and what just... <laughs> time would she start, would she open the shop? Oh uh, gosh, usually around eight, you know. But then she'd have done whatever in the house beforehand as well. I around mean, eight, story, and what yeah. time would she close at that? Uh, it would close six, seven o'clock. My dad was involved in that as well, so right. he'd, he'd put, you know, she would have been the, yeah, I'd have to give What kind record. of a shop was it? It was very much, um, it was unusual. It was called the Coconut, K-O-K-O-N-U too. The name was there when, when they kind of got it. They never quite got to know where that name came from. And interestingly if we move from there I think we're down in 1970 up to Walkinstown. so there's the coconut mark 2 is up in Walkinstown, next to the Germany Castle School where my sister and her husband run it, as well as their son. To so take, to, this a, day. to this day, actually, so it's a and it's a bit of a bit of everything. It was uh, sweets, chocolates, toys, Easter eggs. I mean, that's the whole the whole gamut. Okay, so it was that kind of yeah. Of to
0: it, and yeah. did she did she generate anything in particular in, in you guys? Like, did <laughs> where yeah. did you come from? Where yeah. did your personalities, your achieving yeah. personalities
1: yeah. Um, come from? It's kind of strange in a bit. I'm not, frankly, not 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 sure. Um, I, I. guess, You would have one thing you would have learned from her certainly is um endurance, you know, and uh been able to keep you know keep going okay in relationship to it. I mean, you know, I work reasonably hard, but whenever I think I'm it too hard or whatever, and a lot of people say I do work a bit too hard, but I look at I just think back on her and I say, Yeah, don't hold a candle to it, okay? Yeah, did did she take holidays? She never took. I remember we took one family holiday that I can never remember as kids. So okay, I we went down to Kerry for a week, and I think we came back after about four or five days. She didn't know what to do with us. Did you she, know? Not. No, no. she was just. We had a great relationship. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but that just was not part of what we did. Yeah. A relationship did, too. She,
0: did she participate at all in Kevin's rise? To no, a which
1: is interesting. enough. my dad, unfortunately, died. Um, uh, for all of Kevin's great days, he died. What yeah. age was? I was fifteen you? when he died. You so know, Kevin so was 13. thirteen. Yeah. So it was uh, that was a real pity. Were you but, the eldest? Uh, no. I'm the others. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm number four okay. of, of, of the eight. But uh, So my dad would have gone early from that perspective. My mum then, I mean, she was thrilled with Kevin, but she'd, she'd never go to the matches, for example. Would she like, not? No, no, she couldn't. She'd go for a walk. She wouldn't even watch it on TV. You know, Why, so. nervous in case you get Yeah, hurt. nervous to get injured or whatever, yeah. so she'd just let me know. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, funny, yeah. And,
0: yeah. and tell me about yourself, how did you move into, okay, I can see where Kevin's mm. the, the move upwards was from from playing good soccer, Gaelic, etc. cetera. Uh, what was yours, where, how, how did you go on to? Yeah, was it education,
1: or did you study few, hard, did yeah, you have ambitions? Not really, I mean, I, I, a few things. I mean, I remember I had, a, a, I mentioned this before somewhere, but I a, because I always think it's important to give testimonies to people that matter. Um, you know, I had a cousin in, um, Angela Riley, uh, who sadly died last year, but she was her, her first cousin, they lived in Australia. And um, they, she was living in London for a bit. And I remember whatever stage, she sort of said, you'd make a great doctor. And I'm so what? You know, yeah, because I wouldn't have had any I mean, any what, sense
0: What it. were you doing at the
1: time? Like oh, I mean, you were just students in school at the time. Oh, OK. Yeah. So yeah. it just would have given you a, con- a, a kind of concept of what and where and stuff like that. So I ended up sort of taking that seriously, doing medicine in Trinity. Getting to the end, I had a good time in college, really enjoyed college life, so it wasn't, I mean, to me, it was getting through as a doctor, would have been just fine, thank How you. did you pay for your education? Uh, yeah, summer jobs and stuff like that. Just you did it else. yourself, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did it myself, because yeah, I moved out of home, gosh, I moved out of home around the end for pre-med. I was just, I wanted to be a student, you know. I mean, at this stage, Dad was gone, and I was kind of studying, father, you know, my mum wanted me to be father figure to the youngest and stuff like that, which I did for a while. But I said, this, this is not working, you know. So, <laughs> I said, well, you'd be looking after yourself financially. I said, it's okay, that's a fair deal, you know, in relationship to it. So I what I remember getting construction jobs over in New York during the summer and stuff like that, you know, Yeah, so, to support
0: I, um, yourself. You know?
1: Yeah, and uh, they paid good money. Uh, they, yeah. You could, you could live off that. You know? Okay, so
0: you got, you went
1: into Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. Did trinity. did Trinity <clears> for, 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 And then I remember the the Trinity Hospitals were a group of federated hospitals. They called one of them was called Dr. Stevens Hospital anyway. So for various reasons, I ended up at Dr. Stevens Hospital to do my internship. And uh, then, lo and behold, one of the people that interviewed me there was Pat O'Neill. OK, so Paddy needed the Dublin team player, OK, which Kevin happened to have played football with the Dubs for. as well. So it's a small community. Yeah, I must have done a good interview. But anyway, lo and behold, I got the internship there. But, and Dave Hickey was working there as well. Was he really? So we got to know each other really well. And that, to me, would have been more my involvement. So I had Kevin, and the likes of Paddy, the likes of Dave, would have been far more reflective of my interest in sport. And and following them and their career and the banter and all the rest of the relationship too, so I always had the interest in sport but not really from the playing perspective I'll be very clear and honest about that I knew whatever talents I might have they lay elsewhere okay? so uh, but that got me interested in the sport and the football and then I became associated with that and then I went away and trained and then I got a job in Beaumont and Kappa as a mm-hmm. consultant and it was then that I came and, back and why did you go into orthopedics? well actually St- ended up as Dr Stephen's Hospital doing my internship I interned in orthopaedics so oh. I hadn't done a thing I wouldn't have known the shape of a bone until I did internship right you know, ok because my actual hospital was a place called Mercer's Hospital which was a hospital yeah. in those days and uh, did know absolutely no orthopaedics at all so that's Serpentipity, I guess you know in relation to it then i start working in Steve and say hey, this is great. I really enjoyed it I mean, it yeah. was great trauma and yeah. broken bones and that yeah. it
0: was really it was just got the buzz of it yeah. you know?
1: so then suddenly you really, really
0: good and and then like hasn't it become a huge business now well mega mega and, yeah and yeah. when did you when did you open your own did, we you, opened did, it, did yeah. you decide Okay, sports, because of your association as you were talking about there with all the lads, did you say there is an opening here for a specialist clinic uh,
1: to deal with sports injuries? Pretty much, I mean, it's a bit, it's it's this issue of orthopaedics and sport and the distinction or non-distinction between the two, okay, so you've, because one morphs into the other, okay, and the same as between young and fit and athletic versus getting a bit older. It's a, it's, it's a continuum, okay? Mm-hmm. And in the end of the day, most people want to stay active, they want to do whatever in relation mm-hmm. to it. So putting the two of them together, I'd had the experience of a good colleague of mine, a Dr. Steve O'Brien who works in New York and has hospital for special surgery, I've been over visiting him, and. It's a it's a monster-sized clinic, but it's the, exactly that principle, which is the integration of orthopaedics and sports. And I said, God, wouldn't it be nice to have the equivalent of this back yeah. in Dublin? And that's really where yeah. we started off. Yeah. And from that's where really you started, yeah. yeah. So um, it was... Um, you know, so, and at the time it was, I started <clears> thinking about <throat> that around 2002. Then you started doing a bit of planning, you meet a few people. Now, really, you know, I hadn't the clue in one way. I had a vision. And then you're talking to various people about, can we do this, that, and the other? And, I mean, at the times where you might remember two thousand. Two, three, four, five was boom time, the last oh, yeah. the Celtic Tiger thing. And then suddenly, just as we were about to open, the, the wheels the, the came bang. off the Tiger. <laughs> <You> know, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there were total money out us up to that. And they said, where's our money? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, so, yeah. You know, so it was, uh, but anyway, we survived. The first couple of years were, were tough enough, as you can well imagine. Because you have this, I mean, it was, I Trying not remember, it was about 80 million... I mean, it's a serious bit of uh, a serious a, seri- a, a serious is. undertaking, you know. I mean, you're signing that off, you know, you're crap. It does that yeah. and the other. So, it's but a lot so of lolly. We need repayments now. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it took a couple of years yeah. to get that bit of it okay, but we
0: got there. If, does, does somebody have to be referred to the clinic uh,
1: to get in? Well, um, we take a lot, mainly through uh, GPs, mainly through physiotherapists, okay, especially yeah. on the sports end of it. Uh, generally speaking that would be the way you'd work it yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they can do self-referrals straight referrals to sports medicine I mean, if it's sports injuries and stuff like that in relationship to it most times it would be through GP or, or through physical most times yeah. it would yeah. be okay
0: um, it gives a bit of structure to yeah. it yeah Ray, it's a great pleasure to meet you, and congratulations on achieving. I mean, I know you're one of the the top orthopedic surgeons in the country now, and uh, I'm delighted you decided to associate yourself with us. To I'm tell delighted. you the truth, I think, and I think it's an opportunity for people to learn a bit about. What you do and what's available, and the fact that you're not just a sports clinic. Yeah, no, that's the whole thing. Yeah. And that yeah, people yeah, can go yeah, to yeah, you for yeah, the specialized yeah. treatment. Okay. Thank you very, very Ray much. Ray Moran, thank
1: you pleasure. very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> that's all from us
0: for this week. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast and that you'll join us again. The Senior Times podcast is produced by Connor O'Hagan and brought to you by Senior Times Magazine in association with Zurich Expressway, Doro and the Sports Surgery Clinic. This is Mike Murphy saying goodbye for now.